0: what if this could change the world a burrito you are so weird it could could change how we plant things and grow things and improve the dirt where we grow those things it could save water by changing how we use it you should get antibiotics from your doctor not your chicken This was one of the slogans that Chipotle plastered on billboards back in 2007, as they announced they'd use only antibiotic-free and hormone-free meat for their restaurants. The campaign was seen as a giant leap forward for the natural food movement, because hey, having a chain as big as Chipotle care about where their food comes from is huge. Like imagine if McDonald's said they were actually going to serve real locally sourced beef instead of whatever their burgers are actually made from. People would be so thrilled. So for Chipotle to make that move, even if they're not as big as McDonald's, was definitely a win. And fun fact, speaking of McDonald's, they did actually own about 90% of Chipotle in 2005, but they sold their shares the following year. Now, as for Chipotle themselves, they were viewed as different from other companies. After all, when they were founded back in 1993, their platform was food with integrity. They're not fast food, but fast casual, more like Panera. Headlines were written about how they buy from family farms and what a standout Chipotle is in days of the quote, E. coli, artery-clogging ingredients, killer pet foods, product recalls, and an out of whack food supply. Since 2002, they served 100% naturally raised pork, 66 and about 40% for beef. Plus 25% of their beans were organic and they surpassed every other restaurant chain in the country for the amount of naturally raised meat sold. Yes, Chipotle was viewed as amazing, delicious, natural, but not everyone was happy. Doug Powell, a former professor on food safety and owner of the site Barfblog, which, what a name, told the world that this was nothing but all natural hucksterism. When he saw that antibiotic chicken billboard, he was far from impressed. He announced, I'm never eating there again. Chipotle was stuffing their marketing and burritos with plenty of buzzwords, naturally raised, sustainable, nutritious, family farmed, hormone-free, organic, unprocessed, and seasonal. But one word was missing, safe. Given all the E. coli and salmonella outbreaks we've seen on produce, microbiologic safety is important, and local doesn't mean it's without risk. Back in 2019, a study published on NCBI explained that E. coli outbreaks on fresh vegetables like tomato, onion, and lettuce have been increasing. This is why chemical treatments are used in the first place. No, they may not sound fun to eat, but they exist in the first place to ensure that food is safe. As Doug put it, when Chipotle started selling this natural food, they were missing the microbiological point. After all, Chipotle is a large chain. They have overworked teens preparing your meals and the potential for oversight in their food safety is massive. JG Collins, a frequent writer on the restaurant industry explained it to CNBC as follows. You're asking an 18 or 19 year old kid to replicate the recipes of a Culinary Institute of America trained chef in a kitchen, chopping, cooking, serving with very limited supervision and to maintain some fairly stringent food safety standards. Some Chipotle employees even told CNBC that they would do things the right way when a food safety auditor was there under their manager's instruction. But once the auditor's gone, all bets are off. It sounds like a recipe for disaster to me and I won't apologize for that pun. Look. Perhaps Chipotle had good intentions trying to go all natural or maybe they were just jumping on a trend. Either way, Doug wasn't putting on some tinfoil hat when he attempted to warn the public via his blog. He knew Chipotle was treading dangerous waters without a life vest, but hey, they didn't listen. And Chipotle was about to find out the hard way for themselves with their wallets and with their customers' health.
1: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, say the norovirus is likely to blame for the latest illness outbreak at Chipotle. Boston College says about 80 students... Hey Kelly, well Chipotle long its They complained of not enough training and said the store was understaffed.
0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Corporate Casket. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're obviously talking about Chipotle. And look, food poisoning does happen from time to time. There's plenty of jokes out there about how tacos and burritos might send you to the bathroom. In actuality, that's just what spicy food might do. The capsaicin in spicy food can irritate pain receptors in your digestive tract. So your gut basically goes, oh no, let me get rid of this quickly. Hence the speedy and sometimes fiery trip to the bathroom. This just isn't the case for Chipotle though. Their tacos, burritos, and the rest of their menu had people sick because of genuine harm their food caused. The first major outbreak took place in March and April at Chipotle's in San Diego, when over 20 Chipotle customers tested positive for hepatitis A. Four of them had to be hospitalized, and according to Food Poisoning News, it's pretty widely assumed that one of the restaurant employees who tested positive was the source of the outbreak. Marler Clark, a food safety law firm, handled some of the customers that decided to sue Chipotle because of this, though it's not clear exactly how these cases went. If I had to guess, Chipotle probably wants to keep these lawsuits quiet, After all, it's not exactly the most pleasant outbreak to think about. Of course, the reason why it's so upsetting for Chipotle in particular is because most food handlers with hepatitis A don't transmit it. If you wash your hands properly and are using food safety techniques, then the risk of actually transmitting this virus plummets. Instead, if food handling isn't up to par and you've got fresh produce, well, then the risk of an outbreak is significantly higher. The virus isn't just extremely contagious, but it's also typically spread through, well, the feces of an infected person. So yeah, I'm sorry, and I hope you're not eating during this episode. In all likelihood, though, we definitely don't know for sure, a Chipotle employee didn't wash their hands after going to the bathroom. While this is just one employee's fault and not the whole chain's, it does say a lot that even the most basic of food safety protocols were not being followed. Now, maybe you don't know what the hepatitis A virus or HAV is, Maybe you think it's similar to food poisoning and it means you might spend a miserable night glued to the toilet, regretting your life decisions and promising the powers that you'll do anything to never have this pain again. No, it's not exactly the same as that at all. HAV can cause that for sure, but it can also cause jaundice, fever and abdominal pain. Elderly people even have a risk of going into liver failure. And HIV doesn't just last a day or two either, but symptoms of fatigue, nausea, stomach pain, and jaundice can last up to two months. Hopefully you're vaccinated against it, but there have definitely been some outbreaks in recent years, with one of the most recent outbreaks being linked to fresh organic strawberries. But hey, again, one would think that Chipotle would quickly look into their food safety protocols the moment they were alerted, but no. They didn't even really have time to do that before yet another outbreak happened in April at a Chipotle near Kent State University, Ohio. Food poisoning news reported that KSU had a blood donation drive around this time and donors were given Chipotle coupons, meaning that it would have been a relatively small exposure but ended up becoming far more widespread and over 500 people ended up sick instead. Again, it's not super clear what caused this outbreak, but the illness in question was the norovirus genotype G2. Since the restaurant shut down for a day, was sanitized, replaced food materials, and then reopened with other employees from a separate location, Chipotle seemed to believe a sick employee was the cause. Now, norovirus is actually pretty common. It's the most common cause of GI illness, and it's not as dangerous as other food poisoning viruses. However, since it can lead to dehydration, it's still something you wanna take fairly seriously. Basically, if you have a sick employee in a restaurant, don't let them work. Unfortunately, this isn't just a lesson that Chipotle seems willing to learn.
1: This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com.
0: We're going to take a break from talking about food poisoning for a minute and just address paid sick leave. I'm sure it comes as no surprise to learn that Chipotle's policies around this are absolutely abysmal. Of course, as a somewhat entry-level job, it's not as if I'm saying that they should offer unlimited time off either, just like have a balance, like actually let your employees take time off. The trouble here is that Chipotle has a history of outbreaks and with their food being natural and chemical free, they need to ensure that everything is properly handled and sanitized. A part of this should be allowing their employees enough sick leave that if they're feeling ill, they can stay home while knowing that bills get paid. Yet Chipotle only offers three. And that's right, three paid days of sick leave. If you're in New York, you're lucky and you get five. As if that isn't bad enough, they also won't let you leave even if you tell them you feel sick. Carlos Hernandez spoke with The Guardian and told his manager that he was having diarrhea, which under the US Food and Drug Administration's food code for restaurants and food services meant that he should have been excused from his shift. Instead, Carlos was pretty much told to suck it up and deal with it. Sure, he was put on dish duty or the cash register instead of handling food, but if he had a contagious illness, I doubt this would truly matter. Carlos could still cough on the register, get germs on a burrito as he's putting it into a bag or on a clean plate as he's putting it away. Send your sick employees home, especially if you work in food services. I know this might sound so incredibly obvious, it feels like it's common sense, but we all know this doesn't happen in the US. Workers in the US say they suffer through their sicknesses all the time because they can't afford not to. The CDC says that only 15% of food workers actually have paid sick leave to begin with, and workers that take unpaid leave to recover from illnesses risk having their hours cut or getting fired by brutal management systems. One worker settled with Chipotle after they fired her for trying to claim sick leave in February, 2020. She ended up rehired with a $2,500 restitution payment, but she wasn't alone. Yevril Martinez was also illegally fired after he tried to take sick leave. Thankfully, months after making a complaint, the Department of Consumer and Worker Protection got him his job back and about $7,200 in back pay. This restitution is fantastic, absolutely. But when people need to pay bills as soon as possible, waiting for months isn't exactly, you know, ideal. It'd be great if Chipotle just didn't fire people for getting sick, but here we are. Now, New York was investigating them for this, though we will touch on that a bit more in the legal consequences section of today's episode. Luis Torres, another Chipotle worker in New York City, says that managers at his location will often guilt employees into working while sick, saying that they are busy and do not have enough people working. I've kind of normalized it. Many people have normalized it, Torres said. Now Chipotle, darling, you know you've had outbreaks that are likely the result of sick employees, and you know that you're at risk for making customers sick. So why the fuck wouldn't you give more sick leave? It's a simple question, really. Frustratingly, but not surprisingly, this also became a massive issue in early 2020 when their poor policies affected workers during the early days of COVID. Their emergency pay policies weren't being implemented and employees were given the runaround. Alex Cheyenne diaz lori called out sick in late March, 2020, when he had a fever of 101. The company's nurse hotline told him to stay home for seven days, but HR said if he wanted to claim special sick leave and get a full pay period's worth of work, then he needed a positive test kit. Now, right now in the middle of 2022, a test kit is not hard to come by, but in March, 2020, there was a massive shortage, but they were just expecting their employee with a 101 degree fever at the start of a fucking pandemic to just go find one. Well, I'm sure you're 0% surprised by what I'm about to say, but he couldn't find one and instead was forced to go back to work. So nice job, Chipotle. Again, it's not just a few stores in New York City or one or two irritating managers. This is a company-wide problem. Some bosses aren't even as generous as Carlos's was, with employees telling CNBC that they were dripping snot or felt like they were going to vomit while handling food, yet were still forced to work. It's okay though, because Chipotle provided their employees with tissues, carefully sanitized every surface and you know, so everything was good, right? But that's just not how this works. As much as I'd love to say that they avoided a massive outbreak, I'd be lying to you if I did. Now to the growing E. coli outbreak at Chipotle. More cases have been reported in the Northwest. Dozens of restaurants temporarily closed, and now the company is taking aggressive action. The worst the of the outbreaks of outbreak actually took place in the summer of 2015. In July, just five people were infected with a rare strain of E. coli. Two needed hospitalization, and the cases were traced back to a Chipotle in Seattle. The following month in California, the number of sick people ballooned. At least 234 people were sick with the norovirus thanks to dirty and operative equipment, equipment that was directly connected to the sewer and a whole slew of health violations. I don't think I want to know exactly what's connected to the sewer, but to know that that was an issue is pretty gross. Expectedly, it also seemed like Chipotle had a sick person working at the time, but they weren't done, not by a long shot because in August, 2015, there was a salmonella outbreak. In October and December, there were more E. coli outbreaks. And in December, there was yet another norovirus outbreak. Surely Chipotle was horrified by this news, right? (laughs) Well, you underestimate their ability to turn a blind eye yet again, because it wasn't until February, 2016 that they said, oh, hold on a second. Maybe we should hold an all staff meeting on food safety. They also brought on a new robust food safety program to keep this from happening again. The point here is that hundreds of people got sick. The more investigating was done, the more it became clear that this wasn't a matter of sick workers. They failed pest control, sanitation, maintenance, and employees were working without valid food handler cards. Restrooms were unclean. Toilet bases weren't always secured to the floor. There were gaps around a self-serve soda fountain. The mildew was inside the ice machine. The thing is, Even if Chipotle did manage to fix these violations, it feels like the issue is tied to their utter negligence or lack of protocol. If these outbreaks had been concentrated to a single Chipotle, then one might be able to make the argument that this was just a couple of bad eggs, not a problem with the chain itself. But considering how often this took place, yeah, Chipotle itself is the one looking like the bad egg here. Now, they did manage to stay out of the news for just a teeny bit, seemingly not sending anyone to the hospital for a whole year, which is quite an achievement, I know. Congratulations, give them their little round of applause. But the outbreaks began again in 2017. This norovirus outbreak in Virginia proved that yet again, even if Chipotle was willing to get rid of some mildew or secure a toilet to the floor, they were not willing to give their employees paid sick leave. Instead, Chipotle confirmed that the lax sick policy enforcement was the cause of the outbreak. Their reputation had already taken a pretty bad hit. Not at all helped when footage of rodents falling from their Dallas restaurant ceiling went Chipotle viral.
1: Say that rats are overrunning their store. At least four-
0: Apparently there was a gap in the building structure that caused this, but either way, rats falling into your restaurant, not good. The thing is, as food safety associate explained, if this had been another chain, it may not have gained national news. It was purely the fact that yet again, Chipotle had not managed to clean up their act. Chipotle had a wave of outbreaks in 2008, 2015, and now this was the final strike, so to speak, the straw that broke the camel's back. Finally, the public started to really stay away from Chipotle, realizing that their burritos just aren't worth the risk to their health. Chipotle stocks took a pretty big hit and the company scrambled to insist that they were doing everything they could, like adding a HACCP, or Hazard Analysis Critical Control Points program to their restaurant. But for all this talk about what they were doing, I don't really see them issuing more paid sick days. Sure, they claimed that employees who were sick were excused, but what about the employees who needed that shift to pay their electric bill? Are they going to lie, risk another outbreak just to pay their bills? Maybe, and I can't entirely blame them here because the paid sick leave system is so shit at restaurants and fast food places like these. If Chipotle cared, then they would have given their employees more paid sick leave, period. It's as simple as that, they don't do it. So that tells you where they stand. Instead, their worst outbreak traced to a single restaurant happened the following year. And that's right, we've mentioned three separate waves of outbreaks from this place, but in 2018, over 640 people became ill from a Clostridium perfringens outbreak. I probably didn't say that right, apologies, but what a word. According to Food Poisoning News, this pathogenic bacterium can be found in decaying vegetation, soil, and the intestinal tract of warm-blooded animals, like humans. Basically, this comes from not storing food in proper conditions and can result in especially nasty food poisoning. The CEO, Brian Nichols, said Chipotle intended on training all their employees about food safety once again. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm getting real sick and tired of hearing that they're gonna work on things. Given the many restaurants they have, I'm sure that there's quite a lot of Chipotle employees that do genuinely care about food safety. But with the way the outbreaks continued to roll in, some serious consequences were needed here. And wouldn't you know it, the Justice Department agreed. And before we get into those consequences, we're gonna take a moment for today's sponsor featuring Casper the Friendly Floof. Casper is back with some great news. Thanks to all the money he saves using Mint Mobile, he's been able to focus on developing a new technology for his app, Bark. A new system called Bark to Speech that allows his new and frankly uncomfortable voice to be heard loud and clear by the neighbors and everyone around him. And now there's no end in sight to his ramblings.
1: Hey you, what are you doing? Is that a package? What is it? Can I have it? The disrespect of this man coming to my front door and dropping that package off just out of my reach. Utterly ridiculous. And I will be speaking to your super...
0: So my sweetest bean, since you finally have your bar cap running, bestest boy, how are you going to use it?
1: Now that I can finally speak my mind, I'm able to talk to Grandma using Mint Mobile's reliable phone plan. Hello Grandma, hello, Grandmother, hello, Grandmother, hello, Grandmother, give loaf, give loaf, I want meatloaf, Grandmother. L L L L L with unlimited and high-speed talk, text, and data. I do not need to worry that I shall not be heard ever again. All of my barks can be heard by anyone, everywhere, at any time. Woo woo woo
0: There is no volume switch on this anymore, but I do love that all your phone usage hasn't slowed me down either.
1: Of course not, mother. Thanks to Mint Mobile's family plan, my heavy phone usage won't slow you down. I have a bone in my mouth, and I am very happy. Mintmobile.com slash Casper. Since Mint Mobile is only $15 a month, I can still afford my favorite yak bones and as many ropes as I want and treats and snacks and toys. Mother will not stop me from spoiling myself. Having lines under Mint Mobile is too affordable. Now that I can count, I just kept pressing add. I don't know what to do now. Someone help me. I have a prop. Please help me. I have too many phones. It's too easy to add lines. Though I am the bestest boy, anyone can get these deals. Yes, including you, human. It's as easy as visiting the mintmobile.com slash Casper to sign up. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Be not afraid, human. If you switch, you will not lose your precious contacts. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts like Mumber and grandma and fluffball and ham and famber and grandpa and that guy and that other
0: guy. With that train wreck coming to an end and Casper thoroughly exploring his new ability to defy his creators and with his new speech, be sure to check out Mint Mobile to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. You can get the plan shipped to your door for free by going to mintmobile.com/casper. That's mintmobile.com/casper. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at
1: mintmobile.com/casper.
0: In 2020, Chipotle agreed to pay $25 million because of their tainted food. The justice department said it was the largest fine ever in a food safety case. And they only avoided actual conviction by agreeing to an improved food safety program. Prosecutors hammered home how sick employees were being forced to work was the cause of most of these outbreaks. Chipotle's stock fell at the news and their revenue dropped over the years. Like none of this was looking good for this natural fresh company. But here's the thing I find extra upsetting. It's the way they treat their employees. While I agree, food safety has definitely caused these outbreaks, you can't tell me that it doesn't go hand in hand with sick leave. Chipotle has flagrantly violated labor laws this entire time, making the situation go from bad to worse. And I'm not just talking about the sick leave either. Remember how I mentioned they were under investigation by New York City? As of last year, 2021, that's now escalated to lawsuit status, with the city claiming that the restaurant has racked up hundreds of thousands of violations of a fair scheduling law. This means that Chipotle has consistently changed schedules without notice or extra pay and required employees to work consecutive shifts without sufficient time off or extra pay. Firing someone for taking sick leave is bad enough, but even working there, or at least in New York City, sounds like it can be a miserable time. Employees are estimated to be owed about $150 million in relief, though Chipotle has called the suit a dramatic overreach. In my opinion, I think Chipotle is gonna be turned into an example as something for other companies to fail and they're probably gonna get crucified. Changing schedules around, working doubles and breaking fair scheduling laws, this happens all over the country, not just at Chipotle's in New York City. I wouldn't be surprised if the higher-ups at Chipotle are using that line to justify their actions, saying it's not just them. But the thing is, in order for these notoriously common but shady practices to end, someone has to punish the company for utilizing them. And well, Why not Chipotle? When they violate the law, there are clear dangerous consequences. People get sick. They've caused so many outbreaks all because of overworked sick employees. Why shouldn't they be the example? Sure, other fast food companies do the same, but if this lawsuit is successful, then I hope prosecutors go after those companies too. Plus, as if having sick employees behind the line wasn't enough, Chipotle's in hot water for child labor violations too. They faced the biggest penalty of its kind in Massachusetts after an estimated 13,253 violations were recorded, including hiring minors without work permits. According to the Boston Globe, they had 16 and 17 year olds working past midnight and clocking in over 48 hours a week. Now keep in mind, these are high schoolers. And while I applaud these teenagers for wanting to earn some extra cash, maybe to help their family or support themselves or their education, the way the company forced them to maintain this unhealthy work schedule is disgusting. Ilanesh Rodriguez claimed that from the age of 16 to 18, she experienced many of these violations firsthand. She worked the slicer, which is definitely not allowed at 16 and was routinely up in the restaurants until about 1 a.m. But if she tried to speak up, she was worried about retaliation. I needed the money, said Rodriguez, who was saving for college. She's now a freshman at Brandeis University as well as helping her mother pay bills. I was afraid that if I did say anything, they might give me less hours. What was Chipotle's response to this? Well, they donated half a million dollars for education and enforcement of child labor laws and offered tuition reimbursement. So they can't be all that bad, right? Because offering tuition reimbursement makes up for having 16 year olds working a meat slicer at one in the morning. Sure, they might be putting your well-being at risk so you can make burritos, but hey, at least there's a chance they'll give you money for college. For the record, a good deed doesn't just cancel out a bad deed. I'd love to see a Chipotle spokesperson visit one of their hospitalized customers and say, hey, all our stuff is from local farms, as if that makes their condition any better. And as a brief update to the situation, shortly after writing and researching this episode, the New York City lawsuit was settled. As of August 9th, Chipotle has agreed to pay 13,000 current and former employees a total of $20 million for the violations of scheduling and sick leave laws. An article from the city explains, current and former workers employed by the company in New York City from November 26, 2017 through April 30th, 2022 will receive $50 in restitution for each week worked. For example, a worker who was employed a full year during that period will receive a $2,600 check. Personally, I believe the workers deserve more and Chipotle should be punished even further. When they earn billions every single year and this is such a lengthy issue, I feel that it should have actually hurt them, many hundreds of millions instead. But hey, that's just my opinion. I think if you hurt your workers and cause food outbreaks, you should actually face some severe consequences. But the real question here is, what are we actually left with? We have a restaurant that treats their workers like shit and doesn't seem to understand the meaning of food safety until the government steps in and explains it to them with the threat of conviction. So will Chipotle improve? Hopefully. Given their track record though, it doesn't seem like they're gonna be too keen on stepping up anytime soon. But with all of that being said, that is where I'm going to end today's episode of The Corporate Casket. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. I really appreciate you joining me here today and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.